from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You are listening worldwide. We just got a message from Seattle, Washington. So thank you to everybody that is listening into the show, Central and Upstate New York, of course, Pennsylvania and Florida, all my stomping grounds, the East Coast, the Midwest, the West Coast, all around the world. And shout out to the people that listen in other countries. Can't thank you enough for Canada, England. I want to make sure I get them all. So Canada, the United Kingdom, Spain, Italy, Germany, Russia, Mexico. Thank you for your connection to the show. And thank you for listening to real people talk about real things that go outside of the world of sports. Because this is, of course, where sports meets life on Wake Up Call. And a true definition of where sports meets life is Joe Adam. I just told him off the air that... You know, being, you know, having friends is one thing. Having friends that move you to be a better person is another thing. And with that being said, I bring him into the show, the former offensive line coach of Syracuse, who has been the head coach for the last few seasons of St. Anselm in the Northeast here as their head football coach. So we bring in Joe Adams, somebody who always pushes me to be the best version of myself. Joe, how are we doing today? Great. Uh, it's a great morning. Uh, great to hear from you. And, and Joe, you and I, <clears throat> to kind of get things started before we talk a little bit about football, you sent me a message this week. And I tell people all the time when it comes to wake-up call or anything I do in my company, you can believe in whatever you want to believe in. I'm cool with that. I take listeners from every religion, every background, every everything. Everybody's welcome. And as I respect welcoming them in, I ask them to respect you know, that I have my faith and I have my God and I have what I believe in. You and I connect on that. This week, in the you know in the foreground, not the background, is the fact that this is Easter week. This is a very special week to you. It's a very special week to me, and you know I will be at Holy Thursday Mass tonight. So there's a lot to be said about what's coming up this week. So I kind of wanted to start there and just the importance of God and the importance of faith to you, and and how you and I are kind of focused on this week for different reasons. Yeah, it's really, uh, you know, being here at St. Anthem College, we're, we're a private Catholic school, and, and um, you know, when we made the move here, my wife and I were very fortunate, very lucky to, to uh, find a great church, and, and really, uh, like I always say, keep the main thing the main thing, and uh, and, and that's what we did, and uh, we're, we're surrounded by a great church community here, and uh, it has become the center point of our lives uh, for my wife and I. And uh, in our community outreach and the things that we're doing, uh, and the things that I'm really teaching to our team, you know, about uh, pouring into each other and um, you know walking in a good way and and um, making good decisions, you know, and uh, we're building men with the platform of football here, and uh, and that's a, a really good uh, guide for us, you know, is uh, is is the good word. So. Um, it's an exciting week, uh, obviously, you know, with, uh, with Easter coming up, you know, and when I was younger, it was all about, uh, you know, uh, eggs and chocolate bunnies. And, uh, you know, uh, now, uh, we, we've really, uh, kind of peeled back the layers of what, the, the real meaning of it is. And, uh, and, 
you know, if you really explore, you, you read uh, John chapter 18 and 19, and you really explore and, and seek the word, uh, and really look into it, um, it, it, it gives you a, a quite quite a different and, and quite a better meaning, in my, my opinion. And when you see that, and, and, and I just told you I started going to Bible study a few weeks ago, and it's 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 very interesting, and it's kind of, it's unique, all these things. And I said, there's one thing in the Bible that I find to be very real and at the same time kind of ironic and funny in a way is that God says all throughout the Bible, trust me, trust me, have faith in me, trust that I'm sending you in the right direction. And what do we do? Trust for a little bit, then go off in our own direction, do what he says, then don't do what he says. And I said, here we are 2000 years later doing the same thing. And all he says, I was like, he, his own son died in front of him. And all he said was, trust me, have faith in me, believe in me. I know better than you do. And when he said that in the Bible, they didn't listen. And now, you know, there's times where we don't listen. And I just find that, you know, in a time in my life, in the last six months especially, where God has been teaching me about trust and having faith in him, the Bible has linked up completely. And I... And I, and I always know that, you know, God's messages are on time. So I just thought that, you know, it's an interesting thing I'm finding in the Bible is that trust and faith are something that we've always, as a human race, had some issue with. Yeah, the, uh, you know, we, uh, <laughs> I, I kid all the time, it's like, uh, we have, uh, we have our timing, you know, and, uh, especially in a now society, we want it now and, uh, we want it done now. We want the results now. And, um, you know, what we find out is that, uh, it's not really about our timing, it's about his. And, uh, we have to be, we have to be patient. We have to do the right things. And, and, and that's what faith is, you know, and it, it's, it's, uh, having, um, you know, having a movement to, towards something without being able to see it, uh, quite yet. So, um, but I, I echo that, uh, that sentiment that you just said. Yeah, I find it, find it be very interesting in the world that we live in today with that. And, you know, to kind of to, to move forward here and to, to get into some pieces of this, you talked about, you know, building your team. And I want to uh, get into, you know, the season that you just had and some other things here in a second. But in, in building your team, and like you said, building good young men and, and, you know, having those messages, what is the foundation? What is the central message kind of coming off of the faith conversation that we just had? How do you coach I mean, I know you as a person, but when you're in that room and you're with these guys, how would you describe kind of your message and what you're trying to bring forward? Yeah, I just challenge them to be the very best they can be, you know, and, and despite what the skill set is, and some guys run faster than others, some guys lift more than others, you know, and we have some guys that, uh, you know, are on our roster that maybe a little bit more of a role player. Um, you know, I, I just ask them and I really challenge them to be their very best. And, and that's in every part of their life. And I want them to be, I want them to give their best in the weight room. I want them to give their best in community service. And I want them to give their best to their families, continue to pour into each other, continue to lean on each other when it's some, you know, when you have some hard times, which all young men do. And it's a learning process. And, uh, and also continue to encourage guys. You know, if you see somebody struggling, encourage them. You know, and, and I, I think encouragement is such an undervalued thing. You know, and we're always going to be hard on them as coaches, and uh, we're always going to be demanding of them. And uh, I ask the guys to just uh, continue to encourage each other. So, um, you know, uh, we hold them accountable here. 
in every part of their lives. And and when when they aren't giving their very best, I tell them I'm just honest with them, and uh, I'd say, hey, you know, you're capable of so much more. And um, is this your best effort? You know, this test was this your best effort? Was this your best studying effort? You know, this play, did you run the route? You know, with, with everything you had, or were you jogging on it? So, um, that's really the principle behind it, and um, you know, that's that's what we're really striving for. That coming from Joe Adam, the current head coach at St. Anselm for their football team, and the former offensive line coach at Syracuse. So Joe, I got to ask you about you know because we met at your time in Syracuse, the offensive lineman that you brought in. I talk about it all the time. I say, you know, if you like these guys that have earned their way to be starters, if you like these guys that have kind of come up the ranks and whatnot, you can thank Joe Adam because he recruited an entire offensive line from left tackle to right tackle in one class to bring them in. And I know that you and I talked about the bittersweetness of recruiting these guys and then not being able to coach them and really see it through, but, you know, bringing them in. There's been a lot of success. There's a lot of you know, strong players that are that are on this team. Just what you could say about some of these guys and, you know, your connection back to Syracuse in that recruiting realm that you work so diligently to give them a future with the offensive line. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, I think it, it lies with every team. And we're, we're kind of going through this right now uh, with rebuilding where we were two years ago um, and when I took over this program. Um, you have to be strong at the offensive, you know, at the offensive line. And, um, you know, uh, when, when the, when the defense gives you opportunities to run the football, you got to run it. And, uh, you know, your guys got to be able to move guys on the other side of the line and use great technique and, and have great fundamentals and, and, uh, be bought into a brotherhood within that room. And, and that's what we really, we sought out, uh, with that recruiting class. And, uh, you know, they're all great people. Some of them have panned out on the field. Some of them have not. Um, but at the end of the day, we, we, we felt like we brought the right people uh, to Syracuse. And, and kudos to, to those guys and their development. And uh, kudos to, uh, you know, to, to Coach Lester, to Coach Schaefer, to the entire group, um, you know, who brought those guys in. Coach McDonald uh, was part of that, uh, brought those guys in. And, and uh, you know, the strength staff uh, continued their development and, and, and now the, the, the staff with Coach Baber's uh, staff and, and their offensive line coach and, and their, you know, their staff as far as um, strength conditioning and, and continuing their growth spurt. And so, you know, uh, Cody Conway became the, the player that we thought he would. And, you know, Evan Adams and, and uh, you know, even um, Aaron Roberts and those types of guys. So it was really, uh, it was really fun, fun, to, fun to watch. You know, like I said, always bittersweet, but uh, such is life, and uh, you have to move on. And like you said, the last couple of seasons, you know, trying to build back up and whatnot, going through some adversity. What has the adversity taught you? What's it done for the team? You know, just kind of your your take on these last couple of seasons where a couple wins have come and you've endured a, a bunch of losses as you've tried to build back up again. And, you know, there's ebb and flow in, in the world of football, and there has to be patience in football. Like you said, in a world where people don't have patience, there has to be patience. What have you taken away from these last couple seasons as you build back up again? Yeah, it's been a tremendously uh, uh, – it's been a tremendous amount of hard work. And uh, have we not seen the results? Uh, no, not yet, but uh, it is a process, and I do have faith. 
I have faith in myself. I have faith in the coaches. I have faith in our athletic director. And, um, you know, it, uh, it, you know, St. Anselm College is a very hard academic school, and there's a very certain guy that fits us. And uh, we continue to, to search for that certain guy, and, and our, I think our recruiting classes have gotten better. Our players have continued to develop. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just having patience. You know, when, when we, were, we were at Syracuse, you have a bunch of freshmen running around like uh, Dante Strickland and, and uh, you know, Eric Dungy and those kind of guys. And then all of a sudden they get older and they get to you know, continue to get developed and, and learn from their mistakes and, uh, and get, more, um, get more reps. And, and, that, uh, and that result will come. And I think you see and, and you've, li- you've lived the result being there in Syracuse of what, what it can look like if you have some patience and some faith and some continued uh, uh, progression towards the goal. And I have to ask you, since you were there when he came in and, you know, a part of that staff, you know, I, I tell people all the time, if you, if you like Eric Dungy, and I just said it a few minutes ago, if you like Eric Dungy, thank Tim Lester. Just what you can say about, you know, because he was the one that, that brought him into Syracuse for the fans. Now, just what you could say about him and, and the next level, just what your thoughts are. I know, I know, you know, you watch from afar, and I spoke with Tim about it and DeAndre as well this week, that when you recruit somebody, you know, and you build that connection, you're the type of coaches, and this is why I continue to talk with you to this day, you're the type of coaches, of course you want to win, of course you want to have success, but you're good people. You're genuine people. You're faith-filled people. You build bonds that last forever. So when you have a guy that you care about and then you're not there anymore and you can't be there in the day-to-day and whatnot, I mean, obviously it's tough. So watching Eric from afar, what do you think about him in the NFL? What do you think about what he's done? I mean, what he's done at Syracuse is, is remarkable, and it's a really a testament to, to who he is how he carries himself and elevates the, the game of, of all the people around him. Um, he just has an it factor. And, you know, the one thing that, that he has and, and, and um, that I really appreciate is body presence. We talk about body presence a lot in my program here. And, 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 and you know, you watch Eric Dungy probably before, you know, during warm-ups and those types of things. And, uh, I mean, he is, he is like a, a spark plug. And um, what a true competitor. He's the same person that we saw on film uh, when, when, when Tim brought his film up. He's the same exact person. He's, he's not changed. He was trucking guys in high school and could have taken the easy way out and you know ran out of bounds, but lowered his shoulder. And we're, we all look at each other like, hey, this kid's got something. And um, he's just a quality, quality young man. Qual- I mean, quality leader. And I can't say enough good things about him. I hope somebody takes, uh, whoever takes the opportunity and takes the chance on him, um, I, I think uh, I think it's a win-win situation, you know. And uh, he, he's going to will himself uh, to success. And uh, and I know Tim uh, knows him better than I do, but uh, I can't speak highly enough of, of of what he's done at Syracuse and changing the culture and, and continuing it and. Uh, and and what his future is going to lie uh, ahead of him. That coming from Joe Adam here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, former Syracuse offensive line coach, speaking on Eric Dungy and current coach at St. Anselm 
for the football program. And, you know, we've talked about a lot of different things here this morning, Joe. But for you, I kind of want to I want to do something. There's something I do on my show called Rapid Fire. And I think we may we may have played this before. And, uh, you know, but it's 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 off of the beaten path. So it gives us an opportunity to talk about kind of anything. And I like to do something that I know that most media people never do, which is allow themselves to be on the hot seat and be asked the question. So I'm going to ask you three questions. I'm going to let you ask me three questions. This is live radio. We have not prepared this. So Joe can ask me anything and I can ask him anything. So Joe, I'm going to start with you on this one. I know that family is important to you. So if you could take a vacation anywhere in the world now that spring ball is over, tell me if you could go anywhere. Money's not an object. You could where wherever, whenever. Who are you going with, and where are you going? Uh, I'm going with my actually entire family. Uh, my my kids have. Uh, um, I now have grandchildren, and uh, congratulations. I, I, I yes, I have. Uh, I technically have four of them. So, um, we are taking the whole bunch, and I'm going to go to Rome, Italy. Rome is my number one destination, as as I do do like to travel with my wife. But I'd love to take my family to Rome. It's such a, uh, it's such a, it's just an awesome experience. The the ambiance, yes, the people, um, just just love it there. All right, Rome, Italy. My second question, an awesome answer. My second, I got to get to Italy myself with my heritage. My second, my second question to you is: I've seen the ups and downs of relationships, and sometimes you can put everything in, but it's a two way street. What is your word of advice with finding the right person, kind of what the foundation should be? Um, you know, it's funny it's when, when you ask me that question, I think about, you know, the, the, the talk I give to my players because, you know, they, they have girlfriends and they have, you know, tough times and stuff like that. And the, the underlying question is, uh, does she make you a better man? Right. You know, when you're around her, does she make you a better man? Are you, are you, no, is she a positive influence in your life? And, uh, um, if, if so, then, um, then you're, you're on the right track. And if not, then you maybe need to reevaluate your situation. And reevaluated. I did. My third question for you is do well, this is part of the question. Do you watch scary movies? Love them. You love them. Okay. What are your top three scary movies of all time? Oh, man. Um, probably, uh, let's see. The Old Salem's Lot's a pretty good one. Okay. Uh, the Exorcist, right. uh, really good one. Um, and uh, I'd probably say Hostel. Hostel. Okay. Now, yeah. do, now, will you go see the new ones? Will you go see like the remakes, like Child's Play and It and Pet Cemetery? Will you go to those or no? No, you know, <laughs> I, I, I tend not to do that. I tend to wait uh, just because, uh, you know, it's like uh, it's like remaking a classic. It's it's really hard to do. When, you know, when when they make when they make the original and it's pretty good, uh, usually the remake uh, doesn't doesn't hold water. So. Um, I usually wait on that and, and uh, just kind of feel the buzz. And when I have, when I have some free time, which I don't have a lot of anyway, um, I'll try to get out and, and watch something. I will say that I'm not a fan of scary movies, but for some reason, and I don't like clowns. 
but for some reason I like it and the new it was very good. Very yeah, good. I did see that. So it was very it was very good. <clears throat> my my cousin who is older than me <clears throat> in the scene where the lights go off and it is huge and shows up in the garage, he jumped up in the air in the movie theater and punched me square in my left arm. So I want to thank him for that. He goes, why did you bring us here? I said, you drove, you idiot. I mean, you did it. You brought us. I, you literally brought us here. You did this to yourself. I'm not taking responsibility for your life. But, uh, but yeah, I, mean, I think it's good. I don't know why I like it, but I do. I have some connection to Stephen King because I like Rose Red and, and all that yep. stuff. So I'm gonna, Okay, so now I'm going to throw it to you. you got three questions for me, Coach. What do you got? All right, so are you, are you, if, if you have one choice of pizza, New York style or deep dish, which way are you going? Always New York style. Always thin crust. Always, always, always. I've had deep dish. I respect deep dish. I, there's a really good place in D.C. that I like too, but I'm, I'm, I'm thin all the way. I'm going New York style. Other than Syracuse, uh, what is your next favorite U.S. city? Oh, my next favorite U.S. city. That's tough. I would probably, I would probably have to say Lake Buena Vista, which was a city created for Disney. It did not exist on the map, so people think it's Orlando. It's not. Disney is actually on Lake Buena Vista, Florida. That is their address. And I'm a I'm a Disney person. I could eat, sleep, and breathe and live there. So I, I would I would say Lake Buena Vista, Florida. Cool. I'm gonna add. I'm gonna ask you something with a little bit of. Uh... A little bit of, of, of football flair here. So okay. you are the uh, GM of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. The draft <laughs> is coming. Yeah. Who are you selecting with the number one pick? <laughs> not a quarterback. Not a quarterback. <laughs> and not a guy who friggin' plays baseball. I mean, it just I, – I mean, I'm seeing the stuff coming up this morning. If I'm drafting Nick Bosa or Ed Oliver, I'm drafting someone who's going to help my awful defense. I, I mean, I – I just, you know, it's, I know defense isn't whatever they call the sexy pick and what, but defense wins championships. Defense gets you off the field. Defense helps you. So, I mean, at Jacksonville Jaguars two years ago, how they get to almost the Super Bowl? Defense. So, you know, it's the reality of it all is if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, first of all, I'm asking myself the question, why am I in the top few picks again? And why did I hire a coach that I didn't even keep for 365 days? So we all know that, that, that it's easy for this franchise to let go of something that they just got with the grass is greener on the other side. So what are they going to do with Rosen? I don't know. I mean, he's like 97 pounds soaking wet, so maybe they shouldn't have gone that route. But yeah. ultimately, <clears throat> you know, if I'm them, I'm not drafting a quarterback. I'm not – I just feel like they're Ryan Leaf in this thing right now, and I, I think that they need to, they need to sit back. They need to look at the defensive players that are out there. They need to think about success. They need to think about longevity and be smart about it. So if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, you know, I, I mean, in all honesty, I'll, I'll be true with you, Joe. I think that the GM should call me right now. I think we need to have a talk. Dan Tortora on the payroll here. Yeah, that's right. I think we need to have a conversation. So with that being said, speaking of a conversation, we had a great one here this morning with Joe Adam. Joe Adam, the former offensive line coach at Syracuse. That's how we met. And years later here at St. Anselm as the head football coach. And Joe, I have to uh, I have to thank you not only for your friendship, 
by keeping your word, always having a good relationship with me and, and spending time and above all things for pushing me to be the best person I can be and for pushing my faith. I, I definitely cannot thank you enough for you know walking in and shaking your hand and saying, hey coach, I'd love to keep in touch and talk about this program and, and then have it ultimately turn into a, a real friendship that has a lot of weight to it. Appreciate that, Dan. And, um, you know, uh, I want to give a special shout out uh, as I'm, I'm talking to you this morning from Pullman, Washington, the home of the Washington State Cougars. I want to give a special shout out to, to Coach Leach and his staff for um, for being great hosts to, to uh, me and my coaches here. Uh, we were doing a professional development uh, piece after spring football and uh, you know, they're, uh, they're a great group of coaches and a great group of guys. And uh, just having the access that we've had over the past few days here um, to continue to, to get better, you know, get better as people, get better as coaches, and uh, take a little bit of peace back to the East Coast has been awesome. And coming from Joe Adam, giving the shout-out and credit where credit is due. Joe, as always, I appreciate you. Happy Easter week, and I'll be talking with you very soon, I'm sure. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it.